like I end up thinking about like the kind of balance of like, I, do I want people to see the work or I do I want to make money on the work, right? So like my impulse sometimes is just to like scan it and like make it free. This is a show about creative people and their creative practices. It's your weekly reminder that you are not alone in figuring out how to do the creative work that matters to you. Welcome to The Used Key. I'm your host, Ray Kess. This season, we're talking about money. And today, I have the pleasure and privilege of speaking with Edie Roberts. Hi, Edie. Hello. Ray, how are you? Okay. I have folks introduce themselves. Will you introduce yourself? Oh, sure. My name is Edie Roberts, and I um, am a non-binary activist writer, bookmaker person who lives in Detroit. I help run a couple small press things, um, one of which is called Bathmatics, and it's it's it's, uh, it's an experiment in trying to decentralize publishing so that like if people publish with then we'll like give them their the the instructions to do the printing themselves is kind of the idea so that like we don't hold all of the like printing rights or whatever and then like everyone can sell it at whatever so it's it's not like they have to ask us for more copies and then another one that I'm working on is called Pity Milk Press and it's mostly focused on I work with a, a poet and bookmaker in Milwaukee named Chelsea Tadieski um, who, uh, and that, that press is working on like queer femme, like kind of whiner aesthetic, like hyper, like confessional, but like, like social, social, political sort of, uh, stuff. Yeah. Probably more things too. Dreaming about collective ownership and getting out of capitalism and whatever. Yeah, totally. And before we jump in, what are your pronouns? They, them, please. Cool. So as you know, we're going to be talking about creative work and money. And before we get to the present day, I would love to know a little bit about how money shaped your childhood. So, yeah, I grew up like in the thumb of Michigan. My like working, working class. My dad was just like a laborer and helped my grandparents like build a trailer park or whatever. But we like lived in a trailer park or whatever. So it's like this, this it's sort of this like weird trailer park boysy thing where it was always like, you know, like the community around, like I come from like one of the poorer counties in Michigan, but like my grandparents like had a degree of money, but like that didn't always like reflect into what our lives looked like. They were sort of like that, you know, Christian bootstrappy sort of bunch that, you know, doesn't, Mm. anyway. And my mom, my mom grew up uh, sort of transient living, living out of like a camper as they, as their, their like stepdad moved around doing like painting jobs and stuff. So it's like this kind of like confluence of those two things. My grandparents, like this kind of like, like kind of farmy, like horsey dynasty thing in this little crappy town or whatever. And then my mom, who is like, you know, who came from, you know, like Appalachian kind of like white transient poverty thing. So yeah, I really to money as a younger person was like complicated along those lines, I suppose. But like not super difficult. Like, you know, like we weren't left super wanting, I suppose it was like, we had all the gushers and like had a Nintendo or whatever. I don't know. Like could have sort of like afford the Schwann's guy to come through or whatever here and there and give us like ice cream bars. And as they went along, like my dad, you know, like we, there was more money as like into like my teen years or whatever. So like, yeah, as a younger person or whatever. Mm. So it's kind of just a thing happening in the background that was just there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we were aware of the thing for sure, but, um, 
but yeah, sort of in the sort of in the background. I mean, like, like we live in the you know we lived in like the country, so it's like it take a long time to get to a mall or whatever. So it's like you know you didn't I don't know you were you know you were in a mall kid. I mean, we, eventually we became sort of more of a, a mall. That is like a half an hour away. You know, when you're like a teenager, you like you would start to go over there or whatever. And we would like throw like rock shows and like halls and things. Um, so we would like, there was a lot of flyering going on as a younger person. Like we'd make, you know, like quarter sheet flyers and just like make tons of friends with like people around like in cities, like towns, little, little towns, not really cities, like little towns and shit, like around. So, and like, I started making money doing that as like a teenager actually is like throwing show like rock shows and halls. And like, we would make quite a bit of money and like pay people, pay bands around a town or whatever. Like we played in like weird metal and like hardcore bands and shit. So we would, yeah. And like, there was like weird, you know, like it was a pretty good mix, like emo bands and ska bands, punk bands, shit. Come like 16 or so, like I was doing that and making money. It was like this little shitty town that we did that and at first and then moved to like this, that bigger city where the mall is. And we would like rent this other hall there or whatever. And then make like pretty good money actually, like for a while. And then whatever, you know, like did other jobs and stuff too. But like we were doing like shows all the time. So tell me a little bit more about what your creative practice looks like now. So you mentioned you're in book publishing and you also do some performance art, no? Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about how performance is actually really key to the things that I do, but I'm like forgetting about it right now because of like pandemic times or whatever, you know, like it's becoming like when you ask, like, how do you identify yourself or whatever, you know, I would forget about it initially, but it's really important for sure. Like uh, I've done a lot of touring and performing is like a super important part of like the, I mean, I believe in like publishing as a kind of like, I mean, I, I've never really like submitted my work to be published, like as a, as a full text, like I you know, I come from like a do-it-yourself aesthetic and like a zine, like a zine culture, you know, like I started making books when I was in Chicago and like was surrounded by like that sort of thing, like just like punks and stuff. I like came from music, you know? So I, uh, lately I've been writing in things that I'm like kind of calling like, like, I don't know, it's like, like a, it's not like a lyrical essay, but it's like, it's like essays in poetic form sort of. It's like, so it's like, I'll do like this kind of like writing a whole lot of like on a particular topic. And then like rearranging that thing and then performing it a lot and like crafting it from there and like, like paying attention to its like silences and cases and its dynamics. And then like, and then crafting texts, like my own texts, like with like typographic and like design characteristics that signify those things. So like, there'll be a lot of white space or they'll be like really noisy so you can't read or there'll be like kind of like anxiety or like a song that like trails off or something. So the process is kind of like, it's like, yeah, like you do the writing, you craft like what is like the initial kind of like document and then you kind of like perform it until you can score it. Like until you can kind of like write it out in, into like what is it, like it, like an indication of its performative performativity, if that makes sense. Like the attempt is to give you the same sense of what the performance is. Obviously it can't, like there'll be different things that are happening, but it's like, that's the attempt. So how does money influence that creative practice? Well, I guess I kind of came to doing poems as a kind of like financial, like a, a financial consideration around traveling. So like, you know, I came from, again, I was like music, I was like playing in bigger, big bands and it, it had boiled itself down to this like smaller, like really mobile acoustic thing. And then, and then eventually from there, I was like, why don't I just like create the musicality and performativity like with nothing? So I can just, I can get on a plane I can check a bag full of like zines and like no one thinks any different. Like, whereas if you check a bag full of shrink wrapped like records or something, they're like, what are you trying to do here? So like, it was basically, I was basically like trying to, I mean, it was utilizing like, how do I, how do I use art to like get to Europe? Right. And like, in a way that isn't like going, I mean, I like, I, you know, I don't know the channels of like asking for like grants and funding and that sort of thing, like always felt like impossible to me. So it was like, again, it's like this kind of do it yourself. How do I figure out how to make it like, 
sustainable in a way that like it's cheap enough. I don't need a I don't need a big van. I don't need whatever. So so it's like being able to produce your own bunch of books and then like pack them down really small and then like make yourself really mobile has allowed me like at this point to like finally like after the age of 30 like get to Europe like three times and, and tour and like have toured like all through the United States and whatnot. So I kind of think of it as like a it's a currency of like, you know, it's a sustainable currency. Like I, I like I don't really come back with very much, you know, but like it got me someplace that I wouldn't otherwise get. It's I think my the relationship is between like money and thrift and movement for me. And like, you know, it would be nice to make more money or like, you know, get like supported in some other way. And like, you know, have in my like, I'm like approaching 40. So I should probably think about some of that. And, uh, you know, like, you know, accounting for all the things that I've done in a way that like present that possibility for myself or whatever. But in the past, it's been mostly that it's been like, it's been a relationship between, yeah, like I said, like thrift, modality, movement, and like creative control. So on that note, as you and I both know, money is never just about money. What other factors influence your ability to make money off your creative work? I mean, you know, like the inability to move and perform is greatly affecting my ability to make money for sure. You know, like the most, the most money in selling of books that I ever do or like making of any money is, is through performing. I don't do a very good job of like hosting that online. Um, I've never paid for ISBN numbers, like, you know, so on and so forth. So it's not like it's hosted on many platforms. Like it was really, it was really like a, you know, a intimate exchange in person is like how I built my whole, like my whole, like creative and attentive practice or whatever. It's really like this kind of like troubadoury, like, you know, like, you know, really, really focused on like the visceral experience of like immediacy and intimacy and like making, you know, like the, the immediate exchange in that way. So that is definitely affecting it. I'm trying, you know, trying given the situations to figure out ways of like doing that differently. But like, I don't know, sometimes my default is like, I, I sometimes, and like, maybe this is like not good. I, I wonder sometimes if it isn't. Like I end up thinking about like the kind of balance of like, do I want people to see the work or I do, I want to make money on the work. Right. So like my impulse sometimes is just to like scan it and like make it free. I mean, like it's like, Mm. I would, I I would rather like that than like the kind of like, you know, I don't, I don't make that much money off of a, off of a thing. And I'm not like the, and it's, 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 it's a matter of volume to like get anywhere anyway, like to like actually make anything that's like sustainable in terms of like the kind of money you would need. So it's like, do you kind of like take that, like, you know, I don't know if it's even a loss. Cause it's like, you're gaining something else, I guess. So, but yeah, th- that factor has greatly affected it. Like the, the ability to like, to move and perform and, and like to do book fairs, we've like do pretty good profit at book fairs and that sort of thing. But again, that's like an intimate, that's an intimate, you know, exchange. I'm like talking to you about the thing you're touching it. You're looking at it, you're feeling it. There's like some, something you're like experiencing in that. I'm not very good at like the kind of like getting people to like, like review it or like talk about it on Twitter or like whatever the, you know, it's, I mean, I, it's probably something I should, and I'm thinking, I, I think about often, like, you know, I should, you should probably have been working on that the whole time, but you were so focused on like, just like, I want to talk about climate change and children in Prague or whatever I want to do. You know what I mean? I want to like be somewhere else and like be in somebody's, like, I want to be in like immediacy with people and like having conversations about, I mean, ultimately the art is not about the money. The art is about like the things it's trying to say for, I mean, like I really am attempting to like work on things that are hard for me. And I think for other people too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
So let's wind back the clock a minute or maybe not a minute. We'll see. What's the most creative way that you've made money, whether like clever or, you know, creative use of materials, whatever, that sort of expression of creativity? I mean, there's lots of weird jobs, I suppose. I had, I had this weird job once where I was like, I went, actually, I was like recording, recording like vocalizations for like uh, onboard like vehicle systems or whatever. So they were just like this book of phrases and you had to like turn one person in and out like and you drive around in these different conditions or whatever. And but uh, I got to like I went to Montreal for like a few weeks and like recorded like French Canadian and like it was like interesting and weird, I guess. You know, you like kind of just like zone out hearing the same phrases about like turning on the wipers or whatever. It's kind of strange. Uh, That was weird. I don't know, sold drugs. That's not creative, but you know, you, you do it, you know, sometimes like, I don't know, tra- like trading things is like sort of like money, but not quite. I don't know. Selling, selling. Uh, oh, uh, I lived in this shitty college town for like a couple of years when I was doing my master's and um, was really lonely and very, very bored and like had a van at the time too. And like, would just like, and just like barely had any friends. And I mean, like, you know, just was very like, alienated to everyone around me or whatever because i'm just like this scratchy like punk shit kid from like the you know at that point you know i grew up grew up in in whatever like even back in the like in the farm or whatever you know or in the trailer park you pick trash but so like it's just like i would just drive around and like pick trash all the time and like by the end of the four or three years three years i lived there three years yeah three years i lived there had just like filled the fucking garage like full of shit like just tons of shit you know and uh like just in this weird like hoardy like strange way like i don't know what i'm gonna use this for i don't know i'm just bored and lonely and sad and i'm just like collecting dumb shit like i don't know like you know bush beer flags and like just endless stuff carpets whatever any kind like why why do i need this but at the end of it when we were moving out there was just two of us left and like we did this like garage sale thing and like made like two thousand dollars or something out of just like junk yeah which was great you know like amazing you know like all right cool like because the whole time everyone's kind of just teasing me like what the hell is going on out there you know like just like why is there so much shit out there and like no one else can use it and like what's the deal here and i was like i don't know but i'll take care of it when it's time i promise and then i did and then we made a bunch of money so i don't know if that's creative but it was fun and shocking and interesting yeah i don't know if i've ever made 2k off of being bored so yeah yeah well, I mean, it was also, it was a way of not being bored. Right, Digging right. through people's shit or whatever. Yeah, you know, like college kids throw away all kinds of stuff. So on the flip side of that coin, what's the most creativity killing way that you've made money? It probably like has something to do with like actual creativity. Like when I'm being paid to create something, you know, like, I don't know. It's probably somewhere. It's probably something in there. I'm trying to like think about what exactly that might be or whatever. I'm not sure that I have a great answer for that, like right off the cuff. I mean, obviously okay. just like shitty jobs, like working at a pot, pot bellies or something way back when. But even then, I'm I'm thinking like maybe I was just like kind of floating through it and like actually like writing really interesting songs in my head or something. I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes you don't realize that those mundane things, like those boring things you're doing actually are like really fruitful in their like weird triangulation with the social and like... Like, it just gives you, like, you know, if everything was, like, Lucky Charms and Rainbows, like, I don't think I'd have shit to write about, so I, or, like, make art about, so I guess there's, part of it is, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe you don't recognize that, that, that it's, like, it's fruitful and, like, has, yeah, because I've, like, worked, like, weird, like, you know, just, like, laborer sort of jobs and, like, all kinds of stuff, and I just think, 
I mean, like, it, while you're in it, you're probably just like, oh, God, what is this? Or, like, working in kitchens or, like, you know, just stupid stuff. I guess working, like, customer service jobs is, like, sort of difficult. Like, because it, like, drains you of, like, your sort of kind of, like, that performative social. I, I have done, I've done, like, uh, remote, like, management of, like, short-term rentals and stuff like that. Like, mm. you know, and, like, that's just, like, constantly trying to make people feel good about, like, you know, like, I don't know that, you know, it's not, it's not warm enough for, like, I don't know, like the, you know, something's leaking and all right, you know, I don't know. So maybe that in a certain sort of way, because it like, it takes a kind of creative skill to like, or emotional labor, I guess, in like a classic sense to like, you know, coddle people and their needs when they pay for stuff, I guess. But ultimately it gives you things to think about and like write about and like, you know, class stuff to think about and like stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. And I think there's, it's so funny, actually, you're not the first person to say like, the most creativity killing thing was like making actual art. Oh, okay. Like yeah. sometimes that's, yeah. Yeah. And it's also like sounds true, sing, or bleh, rings true to what you were saying about the DIY, you know, way of approaching things. Cause your work is meant to be in the world, right? Like there can be that sense of like, oh, we should aspire to create high art and thus be sort of removed from society as opposed to just being a part of society. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like when you're, when you're, when you like are working on a commission or something, it's like, it's kind of like, okay, well, I, I'm supposed to produce this particular thing. Like I can do it, but it just feels it. I don't know. There's a, Mm. there's a kind of like dulling of like the creativity when it's like, when it's actually involved with money. And I've always kind of felt that way. And like, it probably is like me shooting myself in the foot or like my weird Achilles heel heel, where I like, can't really get ahead because of that, like kind of like relationship that I have with it. Like where, you know, like this, like, this, I don't know, like, I guess I'm probably a child of like, you know, like, like I'm like Kurt Cobain's child, you know, or whatever. Or like Courtney Love doesn't want me to sell out, but then she sold the fucking, you know, now they make the tennis shoes. So I don't know. You know what I mean? Like everybody's got to get paid, I guess. But anyway, they, like it went deep in me somewhere mm. that maybe, I don't know, I'm trying to figure that part out. Shake it up, stop when the clock hits 13, keep it working. So what do you wish you had known about money earlier on in your creative practice? I guess like how to advocate for it, maybe like, you know, like how to like to like, you know, like advocate for yourself, like get paid enough, like, you know, not just like take the donation bucket every time or whatever, like or punctuated in such a way where like you can do that because you've done this other thing. I think I do a better. I mean, I, I feel like there is a relationship between like documenting and like make and making money. So like, you know, being more careful about documentation, like as I went along or whatever, and like keeping, con- like keeping track of that and like maintaining, you know, I'm, I'm just now sort of like scrambling to like re like reorganize like a, like a shitty website. You know what I mean? Like where it's like, I don't know, there's lots and lots of things. I'm like pretty old now. Like I've done a lot of stuff, but like, I didn't keep good track. If I was arguing like, or trying to like get a fellowship or something, you know, like, or whatever, something that could like really sustain like or give you space to like create like something at you know like have more time to do it or whatever maybe also like maybe a little bit more like that like that there is a possibility sometimes of like connecting like your professional life with your creative life in a way that wouldn't totally kill it even though i'm not sure that's possible but it's just like you know 
maybe like exploring that more in a way that wasn't so like assured of a, assured of the impossibility as a younger person where it's just like, well, you can't like, you know, if you, if you tie these two things together, you're going to like, you're going to lose your soul. And like, you can't, you know what I mean? Like you just, you have to like struggle. Like that's what it is. You know, like you just, that's how it works, you know? So I don't know, I guess some things like that. Mm. And so my final question for you is what advice do you have for people, for other creatives when it comes to doing the work that matters to them and dealing with this thing called money? Ooh, advice. Maybe I would wait for advice. <laughs> I'm not sure that I have a lot. I guess if, if you, if there is like, hmm, depending on what you're trying to accomplish, like if your goals are like, like that you can, you, that, that you can, you can be smart and not make a lot of, not make a lot of money, but enough to sustain other sorts of currencies, traveling interactions, uh, you know, of certain sort that like, you know, investing in the means of production is, is an interesting like way of like interacting with stuff sometimes. I mean, like you could do a lot better than I have in terms of like making something out of it, making, you know, making actual money out of it. If you were like hustling harder than I do in terms of like selling stuff, but like owning the means of production is like pretty, is a, is like, it's frowned upon in a lot of like circles, right? Cause it's like, if you're in like a publishing world and you like publish your own work, like, you know, like you're, you're, you're giving up a lot of opportunities in that way. Like, you know, like it's, it is a kind of ivory towered, like higher echelon sort of like place. Like, you know, you need editorial oversight or people don't like respect your work a lot of the time, but you know, you also like, I don't know. I, I, I often wonder why, like, you know, like in the world of, in the world of like music or something, when we understand that, like, the editorial oversight or of like a record company or whatever is, is actually just like siphoning money from an artist and like for an artist to like create and like press their own thing and have the, like own the means of production is like totally like valid and, you know, encouraged or whatever. And, and yet like in these other sorts of realms, like you need the kind of like institutional oversight, the institutional, like, you know, like accreditation or whatever, or like, what's the word I want? Like affirmation, institutional affirmation that the work is like worth publishing. But like, if we own our own and we work, I don't know, there, there's, there's something interesting about that. Like just in terms of it, in terms of your relation to material, your relation to money, your relation to like, like, I guess given, given that. I could, I could work a lot harder and publish a lot more, you know, like I, I could, I could do that. Like it's, it's within my means to do it. Like, whereas like it, I, I don't know what that experience would be like. I mean, like I don't have it. So like, you know, if some, if some other, if, if a publisher owns your work, like you can, you know, there's certain things you can do. Are you going to make a lot of like, like, I don't know, like you have, you have the support of them to help do certain things, but then you lack certain control. So I don't know, just that it's, it's, intriguing to like have that those those means and like maybe if we you know find ways of like having those means but like collectivizing them then we could get even more powerful i don't know like think things of that nature could be interesting like if we had like hubs where we could like produce the things we wanted and like it's not like everyone has their own printer and chopper and whatever i don't know just a thought more of a thought than an advice <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i love it like a publishing makerspace almost yeah, totally. That'd be rad, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And like, maybe through that, you could even like create a kind of insignia that like, that, that gave the indication of a, like a, of editorial oversight. Like, it's like you're, you're a publishing collective and you publish a bunch of work. It's everyone's work kind of. I'm, people have already kind of done this. Like Monster House has sort of done this. Like there's a couple other people that have done those sorts of things before. So it's like, it's not like, it's not like advice. I, it's more like I'm intrigued in this, in this, in this realm or whatever. It's something that's possible. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. More, I, more of a question than an advice. Like why, you know, why is it this way? <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. I appreciate that. Oh my God. I would love that. Edie. I've been, re I've been doing some reading on the publishing industry and like just 
there's this, it's, it's a really good book. It's called the business of being a writer. Mm-hmm. And it's this human who sh- she was like, I don't even know what it, her job title was, but she worked in the publishing industry for like 30 or some odd years. And so she just breaks down like a lot of, you know, magazine writing, all that sort of stuff, but book publishing. And she's just like, here's what will happen. Like, you get this $200 advance. And then like, you still end up getting paid like less than minimum wage by the mm-hmm. time it like is distributed. And like, anyways, it was just really fascinating because I think writers sometimes look at that and see like, oh, this is the sort of golden ticket. And it's like for very few people, <laughs> for everyone else, it's just like peanuts that will get you to your next check. Like, yeah. So yeah. yeah. And like, and like rebuilding those like distrib- distribution apparatuses and whatnot is like something we'd have to, you know, you can do it alone. Like, it would be, you know, you have to like right. find a way to do that sort of thing. But like, how do we, yeah. Like shake those, shake those systems or something. Yeah. Well, if you ever do that, please let me know. Cause I want in. Well, I can't do it alone. So <laughs> like if anybody's out there, you can reach out, please. <laughs> Write us a check. Is there anything else that you would like to, those are all my questions. Is there anything else you want to talk about when it comes to money and creative work? I'm wondering like once, yeah, like, like what, you know, what, I don't know. What does it look like? Like, can we create, I don't know. I, I'm thinking more and more like, you know, like I've maybe I've always thought this way, but like, just like, you know, what, how do we create exchanges that like don't involve money, but like get us the things that we want or need, you know, like, I don't know, like, can we, I don't know, like I've been like, you know, could we develop networks of like, residency-ish spaces that don't cost money or like the institutional space that we give us places to like we do like a kind of like networked exchange of like people in flow or whatever or like and yeah like I mean collectivizing the means of production I mean just stuff like that just like how do we I don't know or yeah I mean there's lots of thoughts but I'm mm-hmm. not sure I'd like unravel all you know all of them right now well thank you so much Edie this was wonderful yeah, yeah thanks for your time also The Used Key is hosted and produced by me Ray Kess If you have thoughts or questions about this episode that you would like to share, head over to the URL in the show description and let me know what you're thinking about. And just a reminder that money is a really personal topic for all of us. So if you're going to comment on today's show, please do so in a way that is thoughtful and respectful. Thank you for being a part of the conversation and for showing up to do the creative work that matters to you. I'll see you next week. And in the meantime, stay bright. Like we do it, like we do it.